0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch,
1: AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au.
0: for SEN America. This is the SEN NBA podcast.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the SEN NBA podcast. I'm your host as always Luke Sakari, and joining me across the desk Chris DeSilva. Chris, how are you? Good mate, how are you? Uh, I I heard before that you're a little bit under the weather today. Yeah, a bit of a um a bit of a runny nose and a and a flu and a sore throat and oh, the rest I'm of not it. Good. Um I'll, I'll battle on though, you know. It's I it, man. It's tough. Yeah, but you know, it's it's not ideal um, yeah, condition to be it's talking the, for the next forty five minutes. Day to
0: day at the moment. Day to day. Day to
1: day. Oh, look, it's nothing serious. I mean, <laughs> I feel fine. I can do everything that I. But it's 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 a bit of a nuisance sometimes. A bit of an annoyance. Oh man, I hate. You got that. a runny nose, and you just got to walk around with those little um those little tissues oh. in your pocket, and just use them um probably a bit more than you would like to. A lot more, than yeah. You would like to. <laughs> but yeah, I'll get through. It's it's not too bad. It's That's not it. too That's bad. That's it, man. Soldier on. Yeah, soldier on. I, it's a flu game, you know. There's been a lot worse. There's <laughs> been a we've lot had, worse.
0: We've had a few flu games on this podcast. I right? feel like you've had a couple. I've had. Oh, I'm always sick. I'm. I need to get the flu shot. Really, um, you need to get vaccinated. I need it. I'm always sick, man. will like, probably I'll probably get sick tomorrow. <laughs> See, like touch wood. I'm actually not that prone to, to I, the flu. I get it all the time. Really? W- whether it's winter, summer. i never whenever. get one in summer. The, the worst is when you get the flu or a cold when it's like 30 degrees and you're like, what the hell it's, is going that on? That must
1: feel really weird. I don't think I've ever had it's that It's
0: so bad, man. <laughs> it must be you a weird no dynamic because like, what do you wear? Do you still wear a singlet and
1: shorts or do you go for the... um? Bam. Do you, do you put a hoodie on to keep warm but honestly, it's 30 degrees? Like,
0: I feel like if I'm, if I'm sick, yeah... And I try to, you know, really rest and stay in bed and stuff. Mm-hmm. I take ages to recover. I feel like I get worse that way because yeah. it's just—I don't know. It's almost
1: like you—you're playing to the strengths of, of the sickness. <laughs> you're giving it more power because you're not doing anything.
0: Yeah. Whereas, like, if I say whatever and I try to keep working out and sweat it out, I generally get yeah. better much oh, quicker.
1: When I'm sick, I still do stuff. Like, it's not like I just lie. I can't lie in bed all day because that's yeah. just an unproductive day. Yeah, I still go out and do stuff. Put get some Panadol. I'm fine. That's it. That's it. I'm fine. So I'm not that prone to season, but at the moment I am a bit, uh, yeah, a bit, bit of a sore throat. So maybe not as much talking from me today. But that doesn't matter because we've got a massive show yep. mapped out ahead of us, and we're gonna start talking about a topic that's been um, on the agenda for. It's always on the agenda, and that's the MVP race. But I feel like this season we have literally four guys that would win it and you'd say they deserve it. We don't get that a lot. We don't
0: get four guys that literally all deserve it the same. Yeah, well, I, if you go back over the last, what, maybe five years, I I don't think you can pick many years where you've had so many different contenders that have all been willing. Exactly. I mean, we've had, last year was a Stephen Curry in the field. Yeah. Um, The year before was close with uh, Curry and Harden.
1: Yeah, but I think it was still um, pretty much more so Curry the year Yeah,
0: yeah. Because it was still just that it was new. He was on a better team and yeah. Um, and then you had uh, KD and LeBron, which was, I think the league was kind of almost getting fatigued of LeBron. So, and yeah. KD was a new thing. And then you had those years of LeBron being back dominant. To back. Yeah, back yeah. to back. And then Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose that one year. Um, but even in those years, you you were maybe lucky to have three contenders. Exactly. Um, this year, you've got four legitimate, and that's not including Kevin Durant or the reigning two-time exactly MVP. Exactly right. Yeah. It's, um,
1: it's actually not including anyone from Golden State, which yeah. is, you'd probably be a bit, you said at the start of the season, you'd probably say, oh no, you, you're kidding yourself. There's no yeah, way. Yeah.
0: Because they're stacked. And um, and if you look at Kevin Durant, before he got injured, he was having a fantastic year. His efficiency was through the roof. Efficiency was great. Arguably, his best defensive year. Yeah. Um, so... There's just so much talent in the league right now, man, and, and I think the the league's just in a fantastic place.
1: And we'll start off with a guy that's been breaking records all over the place, and he did so again this week, and that is Russell Westbrook. This triple double—it's—it's—it's it's, it's borderline ridiculous. I find it a bit, a bit unbelievable how he finds the energy to do this night in, night out. Just this past week, he he tied Wilt Chamberlain for second most triple doubles in a season with 31. And Oscar Robinson' record is 41, and that is wow, well, wow well within distance for him to reach. How
0: many more games does he have? 19?
1: It'd be around, around 9. 19? Most teams will have about 19, 20 games left, so yeah. you pretty much have to go for a 50-50 split. But, I mean, the way he's been playing, you, he's definitely capable of doing it. Well, because he's, got,
0: he's got about 30, what has he got, 31 or 32 now? Um... The rec- Wiltz was thirty-one. Wiltz had thirty-one. So I know he tied. I
1: know we tied that. I'm not sure if he broke it though. Okay, so
0: either way, he's got about. He's played sixty-five games. He's got a lot. He's played sixty-five games, so essentially he's got almost one one triple-double it's, every two games. Yeah.
1: So if he maintains, probably has to get that pace up a little bit in terms, or that rate, or that ratio up a little bit to break forty-one or at least high forty-one. The big O. That's but,
0: amazing, man. I that's,
1: mean, jeez, that's. It's it's pretty incredible when you have a and we'll we'll get stuck into the numbers in just a little bit, but you have a team like Oklahoma City who we all know the supporting cast around him is not that great at all. You know, it's really really not great, but yet to have someone that goes out night in night out and this, the level of production and it's just at the start of the season I was like, okay, this is all great, but can he maintain it? You know, it's probably still a very early season, just a lot of maybe emotion from what happened over the off season and. He'll wear down. Teams will figure out how to stop him. The funder will start losing games. It'll have an impact on him mentally, this and that. But none of it's happened. He's just kept
0: gone going and going and going. And boy, it's been fun to watch. The thing Here's the thing with Westbrook, right? If you looked at the start of the season and you thought, okay, um, he's going to average triple-double, right? You would expect him to be taking his efficiency would be yeah. maybe in the 30, thirty less than 40%. He'd be playing 38, 39 minutes a game. He's doing this on 34.8 minutes per game right now. Efficiency-wise, he's he's never going to be a 50, 40, 90 guy. But when you look at how much he has to do, 42% from the field, 33 from three, you kind of live with it because... Yeah. Well, you have to you, you, on, you're on a team, give up something. On a, and on a team like the Thunder... Who else do you want to take take the <laughs> shots? You know, who? It's not like there's someone else there who should be taken. Do you want Roberson take it? Alex Abrines. Abrines, no. Um, sometimes the best option is for Westbrook to take a shot and miss it, and they get offensive rebound. Yeah. Like,
1: and, and, and some people will say, "Oh, that's really predictable. It's not going to work." But sometimes the most predictable option is the best one because there's a reason it's predictable. Yeah, because it's so good at and, and you can't stop it. Exactly. People say it's oh, it's predictable. It's easy to stop. Well, no one stopped it yet. Yeah. So, yes, it's predictable. And that doesn't
0: mean it's easy to stop. And the triple... I mean, this guy is averaging a triple-double and leading the league in scoring. That's, that's unbelievable. Now, you think about how many great scorers we have in this league. Um, talking about Curry, talking about Durant. Um, Harden. Harden. Isaiah Thomas is in that Isaiah conversation Isaiah Thomas now. has been out of his mind. DeMar DeRozan's been yeah. great. Um, so many guys down the line. You can go through all 30 teams almost. Um and this guy's leading it after doing everything else as well. I think he's leading his team in assists and rebounds. Yeah. Uh it's just amazing, man. The the fact that he's made us numb to a he'll like he'll drop forty eight, seventeen and nine against Phoenix. No yes. one bats an eye. Yeah. And that's that to me is a testament to this guy's greatness because he's he's Doing this literally on a nightly basis, and we're just like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's, that's what Russ does.
1: It, it reaches a point in in every play, well, not every player's career, but re- only the greats, where the expectation probably it oversees how actually good they're playing. So, like, they'll reach a point where you'll see a stat line like the one you just mentioned, yep and you, you see the name attached, and you have this automatically way of thinking that's like, oh, well, that's normal for him. Mm-hmm. Whereas if someone else did it, it's a, Career, no, it's it's out of this world. Yeah. But when someone like he does it, it's a sign of respect more than if People say, "Oh, we underappreciate the greats and this and that." If anything, it's a sign of respect. It's mm. it's a sign of respect to say we're going to hold you to this higher standard because we know you can achieve it. And and when you do, like we 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 need that from you. Like yeah. we need to win games. We need you to be this great. And you're right. When no one, I mean people recognize it but when no one really gets overboard with it mm-hmm. that's when you know like this guy's in a different class because yeah. he's
0: howled to a different level than everyone else and you look at another thing you hear about his his triple double averages or Russ's padding stats well the thunder has he got a I, choice <laughs> the thunder I, I think they're 25 and 6 when he averages triple uh, when he has a triple double this season in 31 games yeah that when is... he doesn't so in, in wins, he averages 31.9 points, 11.4 rebounds, 11.4 assists per game, shoots almost 45% from the fields. Or big ticks. Or massive ticks. Um, when they lose, he doesn't average a triple-double, shoots less than 40%. Yeah, that is no um, coincidence. And this this stat right here, I, th- I think, is uh, probably the biggest, other than the triple-double average, the biggest... Uh, Pro for Westbrook winning winning the MVP is if you look at his on off splits. Yeah. When he's on the court, the Thunder outscore their appointments by almost three three points per hundred possessions. Yeah. When he's off the court, they get outscored by eleven point four points per hundred possessions, which is massive. Um. Which if you that would be last in the league would, by would a be mile. Last exactly. in the league
1: in that stat at the moment is Brooklyn at negative seven point eight. So
0: that's that really shows. Not their... even in a stratosphere. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that right, if you're looking at an MVP right, is it the most valuable player in the in the league, or is it to his team? This is always the greatest, the, the
1: great debate, isn't it? If
0: you're looking at most valuable to his team this season, it's almost got to be Westbrook. Um, but then, Le- you, then oh. you look at the history of the award, and we've placed winning winning matters so much
1: it's just how do you quantify an mvp is it the the most valuable or is it the best player that season straight out yeah regardless of winning and efficiency and i mean people talk about westbrook's turnovers as well which we'll talk about with about james harden as well in just a little bit but i think but it's it's the same thing when you got the ball that much and when you handle it that much it's 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 certainly it's it's the law of averages do play out eventually yeah and that's his turnovers is not an indictment on the way he plays his game no or real. how good he is, and no it shouldn't real. be.
0: Yeah, he um, turnovers for so long in in the NBA has been uh, almost stigma, it's a negative negative kind of word. Um, but if you look at this guy's averaging, I think his usage is at about 42 percent. So he's handling the ball at almost half of all of OKC's possessions. And he's only averaging five turnovers. So if you, no. if he was handling it for all their positions, he'd only be averaging say ten turnovers. And if a team had ten turnovers in a game, that's a pretty good game for them. Yeah, and, and
1: let's not forget as well. I mean,
0: LeBron James talks about this
1: all the time. There's a difference. You need to categorize turnovers. Yeah. You have what he we we'll use LeBron's terminology. He calls them aggressive turnovers, whereas if you ever get the ball and you're driving to the basket and say you turn it over due to a good defensive play or this and that, that's, it's an eg- that's you, you were trying to do the right thing. It was an, it's an aggressive. It's the game. It's the turnovers when you're lackadaisical and you throw it out of bounds or dribble it off your foot or something like that, where it's just like, well, that was just lazy or just straight out of poor play. Yeah. They're the ones that get you concerned. I don't think Westbrook does a lot of those ones. No, a lot yeah. of his turnovers are just due to his nature of just i have to attack 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 yeah which is fine because like we said before and we've said it before he has to do that he's got no choice
0: and we we need to appreciate this in a in a season where we've seen so many big names go down yeah this guy's durability is yeah through the roof durability with all of that pressure on his shoulders as well all of that that, responsibility that, that matters yeah that matters like this guy's had, what, one major injury when Patrick Beverley undercut him? Yeah. That's literally it. Yeah. Um, do you remember that game? I think it was three three or four seasons ago where he literally had a hole in his face and he kept playing. Right, yeah. Um, he's just unbelievable, man. It's right. and He's crazy. Yeah. Would you give him the
1: MVP for the season in today, yes or no? No, nah, I can't. You can't? Why? Not,
0: not with them at the seventh seed. I just can't. <sighs> oh.
1: Uh, if, if he if he averages a triple-double, if he ends the season and he's reached the... Okay, let's say if he ends the season. One or two situations, or maybe both. Ends the season, has averaged a triple-double, and has broken Oscar Robinson's record of 41 triple-doubles in a season. Does that change your mind, regardless of how many games the will win or not? Is there a point... We always say, oh, you got to win... It. I'm pretty sure Carl Malone was the last player in the mid-80s to win an MVP with a team not being in in the top two of their conference, now, I could be wrong, but it's something along those lines.
0: It's been yeah. a long time. It's been almost thirty years, I think. Yeah,
1: so. but do we do we forget that history to give to reward history of a different kind, which is what Russell's making this year?
0: All I say is, man, if it's if it's going to happen any year, it's got to be this. It's year. It's got to be this <laughs> year. Doesn't this year, we're not going to see what. But see, I feel I, like I don't know. With with the triple double, see when Oscar averaged, I don't think he even won the MVP that year, right? Or, or I think he did. And Will Wilt Chamberlain averaged fifty points a game yeah. and didn't win it. One <laughs> well, of those it was a two. completely
1: different landscape back then. It the Com- was completely, completely different, different. But
0: what my point is that you can't, even though the stat line is so great, are you going to give it to Westbrook because he averages you know one point five rebounds more than James Harden does? Mm. You know, yeah. How how do you know? Um, but man, at at this point with them in the seven seed, I just couldn't. I'd, couldn't I'd have to give it, it to one of those guys. Uh, well, who's who's in the top half of there? We'll move on to a guy who is, and we just mentioned him, James
1: Harden, the beard. Yeah. Now this is a guy who I'm always going to point this out when we talk about James Harden. In one of our preseason editions of the Acid NBA podcast, it's actually one of our demo. Edition. so it didn't go to air. Yeah, but it is still in the system. And I always go back to this. We had a discussion, and we we're looking at at the odds. We we're looking at the market for the MVP, mm-hmm. and I pointed out James Harden, who was undervalued. What was his odds? Um, I don't have him in front of me. I would have looked them up if if I knew, but I haven't. I forgot to. But anyway, did you put some money on him? No, no, no. I don't bet. I don't gamble. I don't condone or really? anything like that. I don't. Okay. I don't bet. Right. But we'll just. It was. It was like mid. August or September. We had, didn't very have anything early, to talk about. Early, yeah. And I saw it popped up. I'm like, well, let's talk about the MVP. And I saw James Harden. I'm like, that is value right there. And you and and Chris Tyler, who was with us, you you said no. You almost laughed at me. And you might deny it, but I got the audio. I can find I, it I, later on. I'm not deny. I very you probably did. You did not have any belief or faith that James Harden could win the MVP. I, I said it straight <laughs> out. I said he will be up there. <laughs> and now... You're just gonna say he's gonna win it, aren't you? Now I'm wrong. You no, are that's wrong. That's a you're wrong. You are you're wrong. You are You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You're wrong. Because James Harden has been uh, let's just remember the um the narrative behind this guy mm-hmm. in his in his career has been Horrible defensively. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened this year because he's actually... The Rockets are actually pretty good defensively. They're, top, They're not top bad. Half of the league. Exactly right, which is yep. exactly where you want to be. Doesn't pass a lot. Well, he's turning into the best point guard in the NBA, potentially. Yep. Like, let's be honest. Yep. If you're leading the league... Is he still leading the league in scoring, I believe? Or is yeah, Westbrook is. Westbrook is. But Harden is up he's, there in his top list. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Harden's leading the league, league in assists. assists. Yes, yeah, sorry, excuse 11. me. I, I per game. Excuse me, I got confused there. Yeah. Though, if if you just said that, if you just said you have a player that leads the league in assists and is top three or top five, whatever it is in points, you'd say he's the best point guard in the league. Yeah. Or you put yeah. the James Harden name next to it, and you're like, "Whoa, like this is this is something that this guy has not been known for." He's yeah. completely changed. He hasn't even changed his game that much because he still plays a lot of the same way. But it's just gotten so much better at mm-hmm. it, and it's showing. And the Rockets are winning as well a lot more games than they yeah. have previously.
0: I think for me, the pre you talk about preseason, and that doesn't surprise me at all that I've, I would have said that, um, because for me, I had faith in Harden. I knew what Harden could do. I didn't have faith in this Rocket team and that system. Yeah. Um. I didn't. I didn't like Mike D'Antoni's last few stops. Um. In in LA in New York. Um, I just didn't think that style could win without Steve Nash. I really didn't. Um, little did I know this guy was going to turn into a souped-up Steve Nash um, yeah. and probably <laughs> better nice than Steve Nash was ever in his league. Yeah, potentially, I mean, yeah. The fact that these guys are third in, in the West is just... It's mind-boggling to me it's, because... A lot of a lot of people pick this team to actually in be. i oh, I had him up I think I had him four. Yeah, you rated him very high I rated him very highly. You did. Um but I, I'm pretty sure I had him actually out of the playoffs. Yeah. Because I was like And you weren't alone. I wasn't alone because you have you had Harden, okay, we we know what James Harden can do. Yeah. You have Eric Gordon and Ryan Anderson coming over from a New Orleans team where they've been perpetually injured. Um we don't know what's left in the tank. They had almost no defensive players on the team, so you're thinking, how how is this going to work? And what is shown is one, why Harden is so special as a as yeah. a player, yeah, and two, just what a what an offensive mastermind Mike D'Antoni is, and I think he's criminally underrated. Um, just the way he changed the game. In the late two thousands, his systems
1: and his philosophies on offense are now winning championships. Absolutely. So he kind of set the foundation. Yeah. But he hasn't. been He kind of planted the seeds, but hasn't been able to eat the apple of, yeah. of success from yeah. those seeds yeah. because just circumstances and the rest of it. But if you look back, uh, we're going to look back in fifty years and say we're going to speak about this a bit later on and say how did the NBA become so fast paced and score and he, his so name's going to be there.
0: It was him. Yeah, he was one of those founding fathers of that Absolutely. system. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you look at this Rockets team, Luke. They, they could have potential MVP. Yes. Coach tick. of the year. Yep. Executive of the year. Yep. Sixth man of the year. Yep. Not defensive player. No. <laughs> Four. For, for, it's a great season for Houston. It regardless is. Regardless of what happens in in May or in June, I think this season has been a resounding success for this franchise. Absolutely. Um. And this dude Harden has been in the middle of it. Absolutely. Um. So. At the moment, I would actually, if the league, if season was to end right now, he'd be my MVP. Right
1: really? Now. So uh, I, th- I think I think I'm the same. I think he right will. now, season ends, my MVP will be going to James Harden.
0: J- just what he's done and the the change of the role. Now, obviously, he already kind of was the point guard for the team, but still, to lead, the lead, league, league in assists the way he does, um, and he's really central to everything good about Houston. Um, yeah, just being outstanding. I don't really have words for it almost. We'll move on to, to the next guy, and this is really interesting. It's Kawhi Leonard of the San
1: Antonio Spurs. Yep. And obviously the game this past week against Harden and the Rock, it's a little bit of an interesting um, an interesting comparison, a bit of a juxtaposition between both, um, both MVP campaigns. Because we saw in the last minute Kawhi's amazing plays on the defensive end and offensive end. To know that you're one of, one of the very, very few players in the world can, that can do that in the clutch moment on both ends, that was his MVP moment. Yeah. I feel like... It that's already, on the
0: MVP highlight reel.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, the MVP is not awarded on moments. It's across a yep. full body of work over the course of 80 games. But you do have those moments where you say, that's special.
0: That's why he's the MVP. Yeah. That was definitely one of those moments for Kawhi Leonard. Man. <laughs> This guy's another one. Like, all of these MVP ca- candidates, they, they literally leave you out of work. Um, <laughs> and I'm watching Kawhi Leonard, and I'm like, man, this guy was drafted in 2011, right? Same yep. year as Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler. If you look at the player he was when he was drafted, to what he is... If you told me, on the night of 2011... On the 2011 draft, draft that Kawhi Leonard in in six seasons is going to be a 25 point scorer. I would have told you you're crazy, and potentially best defender in the NBA, and the best best defender we could have seen because he had that coming yeah. out of college. Um, he did, out- but did anyone think he'd have it in this
1: magnitude and in this in, no, the, in this be this influential? No, but
0: you could. But you could could kind of foresee. You could kind of foresee that part of it. That was his calling card. You could see him being maybe like a Tony Allen, um, Bruce Bowen, that kind of guy. Um, He wasn't even known as a shooter.
1: Nah. And he even wasn't in his first few seasons in the NBA. Yeah. He was known. There were times where he was known as an offensive liability.
0: Yeah. But he came in, and this is where you talk about what's so special about the Spurs culture, yeah. What. What makes the culture so good is, from right up the top, that they've built this culture for the last twenty twenty plus years. I say twenty plus because people often talk about when you talk about the Spurs about this culture starting from when Tim Duncan was yep. was there. Yep, it was which was nearly twenty years ago. Anyway, it was actually built from when David Robinson was there. because yep. when Duncan came into the league, right. David Robinson was an established vet, former MVP, yeah, yeah. Um, former Olympian, maybe two-time Olympian if I'm, I might be wrong there. I don't know if he played in 1996.
1: No, I wouldn't be. Definite part of the dream off team. Off my head, though. wouldn't be able to tell
0: you. Um, MVP, two-way superstar, literally like in almost in the prime of his career. And for him to kind of welcome Duncan in and let, let Duncan be so great so early – that said the tone. Yeah. And then from there on Tim Duncan was able to hand over the reins to Tony Parker and Manu as he grew older. And then you got Kawhi Leonard coming in, who is really out of out of college, doesn't look like anything special at all. Just just a run of the mill NBA player. And even his personality, shy, didn't... unassuming unassuming yeah. quiet guy. Yep. Yeah. So you look at what what makes this guy tick? He he just loves the game so much. And you see the way that he's grown over the years through every season, he's added some part to his game, whether it be in scoring. You know, he's increased his scoring average by almost four points a game every single season he's yeah. been in the league. That's incredibly That's a hard lot. to do. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, he's gone from not really being able to dribble that much to now being the head. Ball handler, lead ball handler on the pick and roll. Yeah. Um, And people always talk about when when you're looking at Kawhi Leonard's game, the knock on it used to be, okay, he couldn't shoot. He's a career 39% three-point shooter, so he can shoot. Yeah. Then it became, well, he can't shoot off the dribble. Yes, he can. He's averaging 26 points a game. Then it became, okay, that's so cool. He can't pass. You see this guy, he makes he makes some really good passes. Now, he's not a LeBron James, not a James Harden-level passer, but he's good enough from the forward spot. He's averaging 3.4 assists a game. Yeah. And that's a number where I can see him, as he gets more comfortable handling the ball, being a point forward, he could potentially average you know, 5, 6 assists a game going forward. Um, he's, he's outstanding, and he's, out of all these guys, probably the real one two-way guy, you could say, because I don't think LeBron doesn't play that much defense these days, as <laughs> we know. Yeah. We know LeBron at his prime can can obviously be a two-way But on, on that consistent night-to-night um, basis. On a con- consistent night-to-night basis, Kawhi Leonard is probably the only player in the league that is both top five offensively and top five defensive players, and... I don't think you can say that for many players in the league. I think for me, one of the most
1: amazing things that excuse me, one of the most amazing things that Kawhi has been able to change in his mindset is when I used to watch him earlier in his career, and even up until some even points last season, yep. he didn't have that takeover mode when the game was on the line. No, he didn't have that. He didn't, he didn't have that switch where he could flick and say, okay, it's two minutes left. We're down by a couple of possessions. I have to give me the ball. Over. I'm just going to win this it. game. Exactly. Yeah. He's got that now. And he we does. saw it before. Yeah. We saw it the other day against the Rockets. On both ends of the floor, he's got that inner belief and self-confidence now. He knows he can win games off his own hand. Yeah. And he's doing it. And that's a massive... All the greats have to have that. They have to have that, that thing that makes them tick a little bit extra mm-hmm. when they know... Okay, now the team needs me more than they need than previously, and he's got that. Yeah, now he does. He didn't have it before, and to be a, a lot of players are just, are just born with that. Mm-hmm. A lot of players find that difficult to really, to really get. Some players just have it, and sometimes they don't.
0: You see it. With, Kawhi's been able to develop it. Yeah, you see it with a lot of guys. I think Paul George is probably one that's had this kind of internal battle with himself, you know, having to take over. And he was a guy probably three, four seasons ago where we thought he was really ready to take that next step. We he thought kinda,
1: he was gonna be in this conversation and now. He kinda hasn't. He really He's hasn't. almost plateaued. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um so and we all often confuse leadership so much with being loud and and you know, it's in different demonstrative. Forms of leadership, yep. And Kawhi Leonard is as spursy as he can <laughs> get in a leader in in terms of that. He leads by example. Yeah, he lets his game lead rather than his mouth. Exactly. Um, doesn't barely plays a position of NBA basketball in anger. Always so in control. Always so calm. That composure.
1: It, that that's so important because that rubs off the young. That guys. filters down exactly. to the fifteenth
0: guy on the roster. Yeah. Um, you know we we've seen it with LeBron James, who we will sp- speak about later. Um, but to see Kawhi. Like that, and and to see this team, if you look at them on on paper, they're actually not that that great great of a roster. Like they're not they're, they're really on, on just
1: a talent basis yeah, and like a basis of it, it depth jump out at you. and superstar ability. Yeah, it really does. If if you just had that roster with take out the Spurs name and the Spurs culture and all the Spurs stuff attached, you would look at it and say, oh yeah, it's it's maybe a, a middle middle of the pack playoff team, fifty win team. Maybe no. a 50-win team. No, I wouldn't say it was a 50-win team. If you just showed it to me without any knowledge mm-hmm. of anything else, I would, wouldn't would think it's a 50-win team. Really? It'd be close, but not that close. Okay. All right. It'd be a mid-40s. Middle, it'd be a middle-of-the-pack team. Okay. It definitely wouldn't be a championship contender.
0: Well, either way, our point is the same. They've yeah. already won 50 games. Oh, uh, yeah, already of course. Won 50 We're 50 just games. saying, if you just look at the roster. Yeah. And that's that's, that's yeah. a testament to Kawhi again. Um Cause this team, this was probably this season, was meant to be the first one of real uncertainty for With this no franchise. No Tim Duncan for for twenty years, man. That yeah. not having number twenty one there, not him not being in the locker room on the bench, in practices. How no one knew how how that was gonna how that that dynamic was gonna work. You know, I'm I'm sure even Pop. Pop, if you ask Pop, hooked him up to some truth serum. Yeah. he you tell you that he he wouldn't. You probably wouldn't have to even hook him up. He probably serum. just. I think just he'd tell me. you, yeah, that he didn't really know what to expect from this season. Yeah. Um, but for them to be where they are, still constantly not allowing Golden State to rest because yeah. <laughs> these guys are hot on their heels. Yeah, it's just amazing, man. Um, if I have. If I, I said I have Harden one, hmm this guy's one A one A for me. So he's, you'd have him over Westbrook? I do have him over really? Westbrook. Really? Yeah. He's he's really? been really impressive, man. Really impressive. I don't impressive.
1: think I would d I'd, I don't think I'd have him over Westbrook. Just
0: just watching watching San Antonio closely this week. Yeah. Having really paid attention to see what this guy can do, um, he's really impressed me, man. And he's doing it at an incredibly efficient clip. He's almost at a fifty forty ninety. He could. this guy could potentially have a 50-40-90 Defensive Player of the Year season at some point that, in his that's career. That's unprecedented. Which is unprecedented. That's amazing. Yeah. Um. While being a top five scorer. Let let, um,
1: oh, let me pose the situation to you. Sure. As we stand, or as we speak here today, the San Antonio Spurs are two games out of the one seed yep. in the Western Conference. Golden State Warriors ahead of them. They play tomorrow. No Kawhi Leonard concussion protocol. No Kevin Durant, as we know. So, yep. probably not an accurate representation of where the teams are at. Mm-hmm. But over the next six weeks or four weeks, however long there's left in the season, yep. if the Spurs manage to nab that number one seed, does Kawhi Leonard win the MVP? Yes. So, yes. right now you're telling me, if the San Antonio Spurs finish first in the West... 100%. Doesn't matter what Harden does or what Westbrook does or what James Westbrook does. Westbrook
0: could have a average 50-15-15. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Well, there you go. It's it's
1: on the record.
0: Yeah. If they get the one seed, there's no way the wo- voters aren't voting for anybody else.
1: Mm, it's, a, it's a tough question.
0: The one seed over that Warriors team, Yeah. regardless of who's injured, they've still got the skeleton of a 73 win out there, even without yep. Durant. Yep. you got to give it to him, man.
1: Nah, it's a very, very... If I you're think- the
0: best player out if you're the best player, best player on, a, on the best team on a 65 plus win team, you almost always win it. No, I I don't think anyone would would, would
1: argue yeah. the, the merits of it, but it would definitely be if you said that at the start of the season, and and that that really shows as well. Everyone coming into the season said, "Oh, it's going to be so predictable. It's going to be such a boring season because we know it's Golden State versus the rest." Look look at us here now. We're discussing the MVP candidates. None of them are Warriors players. Nope. And we're discussing how vulnerable the Warriors are dropping out of the one seed. Yeah. Like, it's really shown that this season has been, it's been
0: out of the ordinary. Yeah, and over in the East, the Celtics could well be the one seed as well. They're They're only two games,
1: they're two games behind. The Washington Wizards are only three games behind. The Cavs have lost three in a row, they're five and five in their last ten. Yeah, They're vulnerable at the The moment.
0: The league, for me, is in a great spot right now. Yeah. It's so competitive. Yeah. Um... And you wouldn't have thought that at the start of the year. Um, But all these guys are talented. They all have pride. They're not just going to roll over for Cleveland and Golden State.
1: Exactly right. Um, Speaking of Cleveland, we touched on them just slightly there, but we will move on. It's the last real deep dive into an MVP candidate. And this is a guy who's always entrenched in the MVP conversation. He's always there. It's LeBron James. Yes, Doesn't need an introduction. Um, Watching LeBron's been really interesting this season because... There have been times, and we see this every year, but there have been times where he's really, really looked disinterested. Mm-hmm. But there's still, he still has that that aura around him yeah. where you know he's always there. And when you look at the Cavs, this, this is the ultimate argument for LeBron, mm-hmm. is the word valuable. And he mentioned it last year when Stephen Curry won the MVP, yeah. how he said he had talked about how is it about being the most valuable and this and that. This is where his argument stands up amongst the best of them because...
0: And it has for 10 years. Yeah,
1: it really has. As much as we praise Cleveland for building as deep as a roster they possibly can with limited assets, without LeBron... They're a dumpster fire. Yeah, it still falls apart. I mean, there's no way of sugarcoating it. I mean, you can say, yes, of course it does, because the team's built around LeBron. So, of course, when you take out that main core, all the other elements fall down. But that's the problem. Like, yeah. people say that as as an opposing argument saying, well, of course it happens. Well, yes, of course it happens and that's the issue. And that's why he's such, that's why he's always in the MVP conversation because it's, his importance to the team is just, it's, it's unprofound.
0: Yeah, if you want to put this in numbers, so when he's on the court, their net rating is 8.1 which is elite. When he's off the court, it's minus 8.3. So you're looking at a net difference of 16, almost, um, which is massive. Um, it's bigger than in any of the four, any of the other three candidates, sorry. Um, we talked
1: about how big Westbrook's was before, and this just shows how much bigger James' this is. This, is even, this is. is
0: even bigger. And when you're looking at LeBron, you have to factor in... Now, I know the MVP is just, we have to look at this season in, in a vacuum. Yeah. Um but what this guy is doing at 32, at 14 years of sustained excellence... All the mileage on his on his body. 37.6 minutes per game at 32 is not nice.
1: How many times have we heard Tyler say he wants to cut down a minutes, minutes? You just
0: can't. You can't. You can't do you it. You can't because the team literally is sixty. Yes. It just got, drops off the face of the earth. Yes. Um, or off the corner of the earth, if <laughs> um, yeah. well, the world is flat. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh god. Um that's, it, that's a whole other conversation. If you look at LeBron James, yeah, he's shooting almost a career best from three. Yeah. Almost 39% from three. Averaging career highs in both rebounds and assists. Um, 26.1 points per game. We know he's efficient as always. Um, and the thing we spoke about, you know how we spoke about before with... Russ making us numb to 30, 10, and tens.
1: Oh, this, this this is the ultimate.
0: This, this guy he the, created the, that he created that twenty seven seven and seven is a LeBron. Yeah, that should be known as <laughs> doing a LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's his career average th- 7.2, twenty seven point one seven point two seven assists a game, um, and he just makes us he's just stunning. he's made us numb numb to excellence, um, and you know, man, he might. I don't know if you can give it to him this year because there's so many just other guys. I would great. be I would be surprised. Be very if surprised. He
1: not not saying that he wouldn't deserve it. Yeah. But I would be oh like really?
0: Here, I'd be surprised. Here's the thing with the MVP race and you just touched on it just now. We you have to remember and I think when I see, you know, MVP debates on Twitter, Facebook, whatever whenever we say Kawhi Leonard is deserving of it it doesn't mean to discredit the other no, guys at all not. because these four guys in probably any other season would all win an MVP with yep. the, with what they're doing this season. It's just this year is an anomaly. Um, and you look at this guy, I, he's been fantastic. His team's first in the conference, but you can't give it to him, I don't think, this year just because of all those other guys have been so, so great. Um, but at the same time, I think – You have to take a second. He's 32. Yeah. Um, We don't know how long he's going to play, how long he's going to play at this level. I don't even know if he'll ever have another season like this in him again. Um, It's debatable. I mean, at 32 with that mileage, um, a lot of people didn't think he could do it this season, and he has. Um, Now, we also know LeBron James is a cyborg, and there's been... (laughs) And we almost see
1: it from him as well, where while the minutes are still up there and the games played are still up there, he tampers himself his games. He knows the games where he has to push himself a little bit extra and the moments
0: in games. And he 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 looks as fresh as he's ever looked and as athletic as he's looked since he's come back to Cleveland, I think, this season. If you look, I I saw a chart with um, the dunks per year, yeah? Okay, yep, dunks per year. Dunks per year, um, comparing him to... Guys like Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, the same age. Those two guys, their dunks per year have literally fallen through, fall fallen drastically. Yeah, the Brumbs is going up, so he's mm. that's, that's he, He's just not. He's not, he's not slowing down. He's not slowing. No up, slowing intention down. to. Um. Now, does he have another season next year where he plays thirty-seven minutes a game? I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um. But having said that, this is Cleveland, (laughs) you never know. This is LeBron. This is LeBron. (laughs) Um, Um,
1: You did mention it before that the ultimate thing about LeBron is the on and off numbers. Let's mm -hmm. just have a look at the last two games. Sure. So, we know the last two games to Cleveland, which haven't been good. They've lost lost to the Pistons and lost to Miami, I believe, before. They're the last two games. Yes. So, two bad losses.
0: They've lost four out of the last five. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: they've been in a bit of a slump. Mm Mm-hmm. But you look at the last two games that LeBron has played in. The Cavaliers are plus 32 in 78 minutes with him on the floor. Yep. When he's come off, so the 18 minutes with him off the floor yep. to a negative 45.
0: 18 minutes. In
1: 18 minutes, they've managed to get outscored by 45 <laughs> points when LeBron James is not on the court. It's unbelievable. That is, that's hard to do. It is hard to give up yeah. that different differential in less than 20 minutes. Yeah.
0: That is an incredible stat. That's the ultimate testament. And I think, you know what, man? We read out these stats, and if I'm an opposition team playing against the Cavs, if I'm an opposition coach, and I'm in that locker room, I've got that stat pinned up to the top of my clipboard. Because I'm saying, in these minutes, as soon as LeBron goes off, not only does it not only does it take away from what Cleveland's doing, I think the opponents get a morale boost. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, it's time to roll. Yeah. Having said that, that the exact opposite happens for the Cavs. LeBron goes off. If a team scores two baskets in a row against them, you literally see the Cavs go, oh, no. Here we go. Oh, no.
1: You see the body language? You see, as exactly.
0: Well. The body language, they, yeah. they show it. Yeah, you'll see... It. And normally in these minutes they have Kyrie Irving on and you see suddenly Kyrie Irving think, okay, no, I have to do this all by myself, which snowballs it to become even worse because that's yeah. like the exact opposite of what he should be doing. Yeah. I mean, and to his credit, to Kyrie's credit, he owned it after last night's game, knowing that he has to be better. Um, and I think if he's to rise himself into a potential MVP candidate going forward, he's definitely he can't allow this to happen on his watch. Um, but again, it's all of it's just a testament to LeBron's greatness for me.
1: And let's just have a look at LeBron last five games averages: thirty-one point three points, fourteen rebounds, and eight point five assists.
0: Uh, shooting forty percent from three. Yeah, so it's been a podcast full of massive numbers, and they're probably just as good. His, this is probably the if you're talking about a most impactful stat going into. Uh, a playoffs, the a playoff season... Yeah, playoff campaign, at, yep. Uh, ...on a playoff campaign or the finals, if they get there, LeBron James shooting near 40% from three... It
1: opens up a whole new dimension that, of just that's, everything they do.
0: That changes everything. Yeah. And we saw how destructive this guy was last year in the playoffs while shooting below a league average from three. Now that he's got that confidence, that opens up everything. Once his team is fully healthy... Um, they're, they're going to be hard to stop. Yeah. So, uh, we touched on it before, but right now
1: you'd have, Lebr- in that list of four, you have LeBron fourth in MVP. So people. I would have. Oh, right, here um, we are. So out of those four, your top four.
0: Yep. So I've got Harden one. Yep. Leonard two, just behind. Yep. Uh, Westbrook three, LeBron James four.
1: I've got Harden one, Westbrook two, Leonard three, and LeBron four. Yep. Um,
0: it's and- amazing, man. I love watching each of these guys on every. Because. These teams, these four teams, almost always you've got at least one of these guys playing every single day of the season. Yeah, um, which is awesome for for the fan, for the league itself. It's, it's just so outstanding. it's
1: so healthy for the league to have this. Adam many Silver's got to be thrilled. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So that's all we have time for today on the show. It was a big deep dive into the MVP candidates, and it's going to be super fun to watch see how this pans out. Yeah, it,
0: it really, it really will. Um. That. We got about what maybe a month to go before the playoffs. Yeah.
1: And then we so, you know in the playoffs yeah. everyone steps up. So in the playoffs it's gonna be an even even more Absolutely. entertaining Absolutely. and enthralling and thrilling to watch these guys go to work. Chris, before I let you go, where can we find all your stuff so people can find you?
0: Yeah, um on Twitter at C de silver twenty three. Um I was <laughs> you Luke knows all about this. I was I teased it last week. Yeah, in, yes, he did. In the, in I was working, not work was I still am working on a Spurs deep down piece. Yeah, um, and a whole. And,
1: I was looking at you were sending me pictures of you studying. You had your notepad out. I your, did the game on taking notes. It's yeah. a real
0: scouting report it's on real, San Antonio real deep. Spurs. Yep. And the great Greg Puff <laughs> just decided, you has decided. God bless what, him. I'm I'm just going to throw. Throw a spanner in the works for Chris. And, <laughs> he knew and you were writing that report. He knew. He didn't want po- that leaked information po- going knew. out to the public. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he just decided I'm going to arrest Kawhi and, and Lamarcus Aldridge. Um, now, with Kawhi missing tomorrow as well, it's. In on, the concussion protocol, so he could be here so for a he, couple he of weeks. He could be up for a while. Well, everyone reacts differently um, to concussions. So, now that piece that piece might take a little bit longer than anticipated. Um, It'll but still be the quality won't take a hit. Yeah, I hope not. I hope not. No, <laughs> I hope it, not. Won't. it won't. Um, so, definitely keep an eye out for that. Also, got a piece coming on uh, the Raptors and Ibaka and what he's done. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that's an interesting
1: take. I haven't heard much about the Sergi Ibaka movie. He's been them. great for them. Yeah, he's yeah. Really and great the great Raptors, them. they needed that. Yeah. They needed a point of difference. They're, they're
0: winning without Kyle Lowry. Yeah, which um, is big. Which is, which very is big. big. Um, Demar Derozan. DeRozan has been fantastic this season. Yep. Another guy who has really made me eat my words. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I'm not afraid to say it, man. L- listen, in this league, we're all for we want to see these as many of these guys play at the top of their games. Of course we do. And we don't want to see anyone not succeed. No. And for me to see you know, guys like Harden and DeRozan really, and it's not just me who's been criticizing these guys. You know? Yeah. Yep. For them to kind of make people eat their words, I think is so great. Yeah, Um, I'm really happy to see it. How about your stuff? You can find find me
1: at Luke Sakari on Twitter. All my stuff's on there. What's in the
0: pipelines for you? I, I, I might
1: get some. I might do a bit of a deeper dive on this MVP conversation. I might really study it a bit deeper and really get into why each of them deserve
0: it more than others. Coaches, please don't rest MVP candidates. No, this is a very. This goes out to Taron (laughs) Blue. Taron, please no. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and a lot of stuff that,
1: and I also have keep an eye on coming out, coming out very shortly. It's not an NBA, but it's it's a basketball piece on, on the pick and roll. Absolutely, um, we're doing our team by team NBL season reviews. Uh, a full in depth season in review of Melbourne United's Fantastic. disappointing season. Probably be out today or tomorrow morning at the absolute awesome. latest. It's all done. That's just got to Lu- go that's through Luke Sakari. Yeah, on Twitter, just got to go through the editorial process, but it's all done and dusted. So all my thoughts on their season will be up there. And, um, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time to be a basketball fan as it always is. It's an exciting
0: time to be a sports fan, I think, because you got the NBA playoff suffering. Yep. Um, NFL free agency, I think, is started it yesterday. It exploded yesterday. Um, there were that many deals I could not keep up. Yeah, you got MLB seasons
1: around the corner. classic, AFL's around the corner, the AFL, around
0: yeah. the corner so it, it's a great time to be a sports fan.
1: The NRL's in full swing their season. You've still got the Premier League on. You've still got the A League on. There's a lot going on. In the world of sport, and we're absolutely always discussing it here in on 11.16 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. This has been the SEN NBA podcast. We will catch you all next week.
0: To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.